Nice. David Wright on the comeback to the major leagues. Shinei Otani tracker on ESPN. And players' names are revealed to complete the blockbuster trades at the deadline. Once again, as always, I'm Kramer Sansone. So let's get into the news. So starting off with David Wright. The last time David Wright played in a major league game was back in 2016. Wright only played 37 games for the Mets, hitting seven home runs while driving in 14. He also batted a 226, so it wasn't as spectacular in 2016 for Wright as he wanted to. During then, he also battled some back issues. He was placed on the DL then because he underwent multiple, under, underwent multiple surgeries, such as the shoulder, neck, and back. So when it comes down to it, he should be back. I feel like a new man or player when he comes back into the majors. I know right now he's in, the, he's in double A so far uh, for his rehab assignment this year. He's played two games, has gone 0 for 4 with stri- three strikeouts. So timing might be an issue with him right now. But once again, if your timing is an issue in the minors, then it will be an issue in the majors because the speed difference between the pitchers there and in the majors are complete opposite. So he should probably get back into it. I know he had a rehab assignment, had a few times in 2017. Then he got put put back on the DL again in 2017. But let's hopefully he can stay healthy enough to where he can make it back to the majors. Remember, he's only 35 years old which is very above average for a baseball player, but I know there's a lot of players right now that's in their middle to late 30s playing in the majors, and they're still playing pretty well. I mean, a few of them are pitchers, but like such as James Shields or Irving Santana, but that's that's pretty much it right there that I can think of. Um, I want to see David Wright back in the majors because he's one of the players I grew up that stood out to me when I was growing up watching baseball at a young age. I guess remember the 2006 World Series. Well, no, the World Series run for the Cardinals when they played the Mets. I know David Wright was young at that time. It might have been his first season in, maybe his second season in. But I just know he was young, and there's a great upside for his talent. And, of course, I always didn't like it when the Cardinals played him because it seemed like he'd always do some amazing things, such as either get a timely hit or anything like that. So David Wright, expect him back in the majors, I guess. I'm going to predict it in two to three weeks. He has to get that timing issue under wraps. But, yeah, he needs to get a, um, a hit first in the minors to see what he does today. As he's still in the Mets organization, I honestly thought he retired last year just in ca- just because of his injury problem. But hey, 35 years old, if you think he can still do it, get up there. I know he wants to stay at third base. I know in the report on um, the New York Times said that he wants to stay at third base. He's a third baseman. That's what he wants to do. And he could possibly move around the, the infield or go back in the outfield uh, for the Mets. But we'll see what happens. I mean, his arm strength could be down. He had shoulder surgery. Because, I mean, you need your need your shoulder healthy plus your neck and back in order to throw the ball to first base. I mean, he could be a first baseman for the Mets. On a, we'll, see, we'll see what the Mets do here in about two to three weeks if they call him up or that they leave him in. Triple-A, who he can maybe even be a September call-up. I don't know if he can be since he's just going on a rehab assignment. So we'll just see what happens with David Wright and the Mets. So when I recently went on ESPN on uh, the MLB side, I saw this Otani tracker. I was like, "What?" I'm guessing this is just for something for like the fans of the Angels or something. But it's uh, it wasn't on the Angels column. It was just like where you would click the the drop down button where it says more. So yeah, um, it's been some time there as uh, as there's been a two way player. So it's been a while. It's been the majors, so I can see how this is exciting for some fans and some people. 
But uh, on this tracker, it has Otani's path to the majors, his pitching style, stats, his hitting, just a little bit of everything uh, to have you get familiarized with uh, Otani. I mean, it's a great tool to have, but uh, you know there isn't that many players that are two ways. So is it just singling out Otani rather than looking at some other players? And to me, a question arises because just recently Ricky and Keel wants to make a comeback to the majors. He could have been a two-way player if he didn't like hurt his arm with the Cardinals, but he did come back on the Cardinals as a position player, and you see how he did. He excelled hitting, and he could honestly have been a two-way player, but uh, it's just something he didn't want to do pitch anymore. But uh, for I can see how for two ways it's hard because you pitch one day, you either do get rest or don't get rest. It's, it's perfect for the American League because you can DH and all you have to do is hit. But like you pitch one day, five days rest, usual. But in the four days you you do pitch, you uh, you def- you hit. But you don't pitch, you hit. And uh, I mean, you can also play the field too in the first base. I mean, you really don't throw that much over there. Um, uh, but would the ESPN track that? I would hope they would because a typical play pitcher in the MLB usually are not supposed to hit as well. But uh, with Shanae Otani, so it's a little different because he can actually hit. He uh, I mean, this year, right now, he's batting a 271 with 12 home runs and 34 RBIs, which is actually not bad for for his first league, first year in the league. He, he's getting some rookie votes, but I mean, he's not going to get past the the two rookies on the Yankees because I mean they're somehow going stellar this year. But another person you could look at as a two way player, Madison Bumgarner, because he's a very exceptional hitter and he can hit the ball with power and he can also get the singles, doubles. I mean, if he has the speed for it, he can get the triples as well. But it's just a little different setup for Bumgarner and Otani. Bumgarner is a traditional pitcher. I mean, if he was in the if he was in the American League, he probably could be a two way player. He could play the outfield. I know that the, they've put him out in left field before for the for the Giants. And just think about it during batting practice. Most of those players before games are pitchers out in the outfield tracking fly balls just in case this thing could possibly happen. Um, uh, now, do I like this tracker? Of course I do. I like this tracker because it brings more depth into the insights of Otani. But I like to see more insights of more players of like, I don't know, go for uh, um, Derek Tryon for the Oakland Athletics. Look at him. I want to see more of him. I want to see more pitchers, like more players that you really don't haven't heard of. But I mean, of course, you've heard of Otani. He's the big, big uh, deal over the off season. So let's just, let's let's do a little more. Go bring more research. Do a different player every day or just once a week. Um, uh, on a on a tracker wise, like say let's see the pace of Ryan Braun's close to 300 home runs. If he's even close to that, I'm not very sure. Uh, but yeah, just like something like that, a weird stat or something to throw out there. Every day, because I mean, I know they have the ESPN has the people for it, but yeah, I do like this tracker. I want to see more of it. So the trade deadline was on July 31st. So right now, in between time is the waiver trade deadline, which is August 31st. So in between then, the players from the 31st deadline were sent a few days ago to their respectable teams for players to complete trades. Um, I'll list those off right now. The Tampa Bay Rays acquired Shane Baz from Pittsburgh to complete the trade for Chris Archer to the Pirates. Texas Rangers acquired Alexander Alves from Chicago, the Cubs actually, to complete the trade that involved Cole Hamels and cash considerations. 
a trade that was under the radar a little bit. The Brewers had acquired Jake Thompson from Philadelphia Phillies for cash considerations. The Blue Jays acquired Brian Baker from Colorado to complete an earlier trade. And back on Friday of last week, the Phillies acquired Justin Bohr in cash considerations for left-handed pitcher McKenzie Mills. So that's honestly a pretty good deal for the for the Phillies to get a first baseman such as Bohr because I mean they've been that first base spot's been a, like a little bit of a hole because I mean Carlos Santana's there. Santana gets hurt, who fills in? I mean it's great to have Justin Bohr there. And Carlos Santana can even catch. I mean he was brought up into the league to catch for the Dodgers, and then he also caught in Cleveland until he moved to first base, DH catching that big Shindo uh, Shindo Dingo window for the Indians and how Santana was pretty good for the Indians as well. You got to have, you got to have it. His bat in the lineup, especially with Justin Boers, he can hit hands down. I want to go back up to the Chris Archer trade. I'm going to get more into the, how the, how the trades have been a bust for teams who try to go all out for it and see what happens after that. But yeah, so you can stay tuned for more of the MLB scoreboard podcast here on whatever you listen to it on. I know I post this up on Anchor, but I know it distributes to everybody out there so you can get the content. So thank you for listening, and uh, have a wonderful day and night.